0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of ASCII Anything, presented by Mosier Consulting. I'm your host, Ángel León, Mosier's Director of Personnel. Thank you for joining us for Episode 2 of Season 4, and today, I'm not gonna lie, we have someone who represents our Application Services division that I've wanted to have on ASCII Anything since we started. We have our Vice President for Application Services, Matt Bennett, who's coming to talk to us about application development. We're going to be talking about the application development process, Where does the development of an app start? What are the different steps in that process? How important is your impact during the development process? All that and much more will be covered uh, during today's episode of Ask Anything. But first, let's learn a little bit about Matt. Matt is Mosher's Vice President for our Application Services Division. Matt spent close to 20 years as a full-stack developer, tech lead, and architect, specializing in Microsoft technologies before moving into leadership and has been with Mosher Consulting since 2011. He's happily married to his wife, Kelly, for 15 years, and they have one son who is currently in elementary school. In his free time, Matt dabbles in numerous hobbies with a current focus on music, gaming, and cars. And he does know cars, ladies and gentlemen. So Matt, it's a pleasure to have you with us on Ask Anything for the first time. And as always, on Ask Anything, we like to begin with the basics. But first thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Uh, as I mentioned, I did want to have you on for a very long time or somebody from the uh, division, because I think the application services division has a lot to offer when it comes to really contact for the podcast, because you guys do a lot of cool stuff. So thank you again for joining us.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Angel. Uh, happy to be on and, and talking to you today.
0: Great. Well, we're going to be talking about the application development process. So let's start with the basics, as we always do here at Ask Anything. How does the application development process begin? What makes that process start?
1: Sure. Um, really, I mean, it, it begins with an idea, uh, whether that's a, a new, fresh idea, something that, that you want to build from scratch, or an enhancement or a modification to a current system. Um, it starts with that and reaching out to us to have a conversation. And from there, we'd set up. You know, at Moser, we'd set up an initial exploratory call, uh, get some information about you, details about your idea. Uh, We want to focus on mostly early on on the people who are involved, you know, who's affected by the changes to this application or this new application. You know, what current stresses or problems are you aiming to solve? And, you know, based on that initial conversation, that helps us uh, schedule that follow up where we can bring in, you know, both management leaders and technical experts who best align with the problems, you know, that we work to define and understand on our initial call. And, you know, from there, then we start having conversations around, you know, high-level road mapping, uh, pricing options and estimates and kind of, you know, putting together that plan to bring that idea and, and make it a reality.
0: You mentioned something that we're going to cover a little bit later, but it starts with you. It starts with the person that brings that idea. And there's something that we're going to talk towards the end about. The role that the stakeholder really has during the process but before we get to that when we talk about the application development process i understand there are several steps within that process could you provide us with an overview of these sure um so kind of as we
1: you know stated before it starts with that idea and reaching out to talk about it so we can capture it we want to know the motivation behind it why we're building it is it You know, learning something new, is it solving an internal problem? Is it growing a new business or service? Based on that, then we want to dive in and look at, you know, market, look at competitive landscape, help define what the differentiator is going to be in your application for building something new once we've kind of defined the the why behind it and the motivation, then typically we engage our UX department. So we want to conduct research, develop user personas, define the interactions, define the experiences uh, that we want those users to have. From there, we can work on wireframing and interactive prototyping. Those things will help inform that development roadmap that we talked about. And kind of as we get to that point, then we can start rolling in our agile product teams to start implementing those features or finding that backlog, getting functionality over to the users to test and, and get that feedback cycle going and really just start delivering that functionality, right, aimed at that MVP that we're trying to get out the door, start getting that real-world feedback and analytics and, and data capture uh, to make sure that we're current. You know, constantly building the, the most meaningful application, that the priorities for the project always stay aligned with the current top needs of the users, the customer.
0: So that was basically the beginning. What can you tell us about the user experience research?
1: So user experience research, <laughs> I certainly... Uh, could see us having a future podcast, probably totally <laughs> focused on this, and we can get our manager of our UX group in here. Um, but really, that UX research—I know I'm—I'm I'm I'm teeing up a future one.
0: I'm um, just going to write
1: that down real quick. <laughs> UX research—really, what we're looking at there are the people, the process. Um, what are the interactions that the people need to have, that the users need to have? Um, to reduce stress, to create a more efficient process, whether that's a time savings, a cost savings, an experience, a a frustration savings, a stress savings. Most of the things that we develop in software are intended to improve the life of a user or an end user or or a person. So we want to work early on to define what those things are, right? And there are a few different problem solving methodologies that you can use to do this at Mosure, we tend to focus on human centered design which really aligns with you know kind of what i've been saying here of putting yourself into the shoes of the person that you're solving the problem for trying to envision and ideate and think of solutions through their perspective you know so part of that you know user personas and uh, the things that we work to define early on help then inform as we make decisions using those personas uh, to hopefully, you know, make sure we're always aligned with delivering the solution that will have the most meaningful impact.
0: Yeah. we talked about human centered design last season with a couple of Mojo's employees, uh, Sarah and Adrian. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. And speaking of UX, I don't know, you can tell me Matt. please tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, I would say from somebody who's standing in front of you and does not know what the, what this process looks like, but has obviously experienced as a user with websites, with applications, et cetera, how important that experience is. How if I am looking at a new app and I don't like what I'm seeing, or maybe it's too cumbersome to get from point A to point B, then something must have happened along this research side that didn't really get implemented right. In, In a nutshell, for me, the UX, so the user experience is... If not the most important, one of the most important aspects of the whole process.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. In this day and age of instant gratification and kind of getting in and getting out and getting what you need and everything mm-hmm. kind of being on the web, you know, if you go to a site, whether it's you know e-commerce or um, something you're using for work, and you have options, and the first option you get into uh, either frustrates you or it confuses you, and you don't know how to quickly Um, and easily see what you need to do uh, to make progress on that site, folks tend to move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a core component of UX and making sure you're designing the right interactions right through those wireframes is you want something that's intuitive. You want something that someone can look at and infer from the interaction design how they're supposed to interact with it.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned intuitive and that's, I mean, I think that's very key because when a business or something that you're following asks you to download an app because it's supposed to make your life easier, but then when you go to that app and you start clicking things and it doesn't get you from that point A to point B so quickly, you get frustrated, you don't like it, you start, ah, I shouldn't have downloaded this and then you end up deleting it. So, So you're right. I mean, I think user experience, while probably... Not I mean, we're going to get into the, de- the development part of, of this, the technical piece, etc, here in a second, but it is basically what the user sees, and if that experience is not up to par with what they're expecting, then then that deliverable ends up really just being in the deleted app section of your phone or or <laughs> or, or 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 just closing the browser on your website. Speaking on the development piece, uh, what can you tell us a little bit about more of the technical side of application development? So really, I mean, once
1: you've got that idea and you've captured it, you've got a backlog, you know the work you need to do, you have a couple different options for how you want to deliver as far as how a team would structure. At Mosier, we, you know, strongly prefer agile methodologies. We adhere to Scrum with our development teams. Uh, So we most of our teams run a 2 week sprint some do run a 3 week sprint but basically each of those sprints is just an iterative cycle where a team works to deliver a predetermined set of functionality that they uh, agreed to deliver at the at the sprint planning meeting they churn on that for 2 to 3 weeks delivering functionality testing it getting it to a, a state where it's done and ready to deploy we invest in a lot of testing both internally and Rely on our users to provide testing and sign off and feedback. You know, we want that feedback early and often, both internally and externally. Just it, it helps you stay on track. It helps us make sure that what we're delivering uh, is aligned to what the current needs are of the customer and their users. Um, you know, and then once you've kind of gotten through those phases every couple of three weeks, uh, we're ready to deploy, put out new functionality and, and get it out there. And one of the core tenants with Scrum or Agile methodologies is faster feature delivery, getting your app out to the world sooner than a more kind of old school waterfall approach.
0: So basically during these intense two to three week sessions, you're basically doing bits and pieces of the process of the application, developing it and then putting it out, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. And then as the app starts developing you know, as you go through these sessions, then you get a more complete picture in the end, and so that's why we use the agile method because it allows us to be more agile, for a lack of a better term. And sure, and going, yeah, through the I process.
1: mean, it, it allows you to invest the time that you spend in capturing requirements and, and really going into detail about what needs to be built kind of in a, I mean, just in times maybe not the totally right way to say it, but it keeps. The, the bulk of the time you invest focused on the things that are closest to being implemented on your roadmap, right? Because when you sit down to start off a project, you might say, hey, I want to build this giant product. It's going to take us two years to develop it. Here are all the features that we need in it. Here's the current priority. You know, We start with users and maintenance, and then we're going to do facilities and locations and, and so on and so forth. And a lot of times, you know, what we find is when you're three, six, nine months into a two-year project, some of those things that you defined early on are going to shift. They're going to shift in priority. They're going to mm-hmm. shift in need. Um, something you, you might have thought was low priority becomes the next critical thing that you need to build to keep your, your product on schedule. Or there might be something that you thought was going to be really important. And market research shows that there are three competitors out there who have a really good system for this. And that feature may not be a worthwhile investment. And you want to take it off of the roadmap. And if you invest heavily up front into clearly defining and gathering, you know, insanely detailed requirements and whatnot for everything, then you're kind of losing that investment. And it's not the best use of of your funding. If you stay focused on the next thing, priority wise, you're minimizing that risk of over-investing in something that you may wind up deprioritizing or removing from your backlog or your roadmap altogether.
0: And along everything here that you just mentioned, you also mentioned feedback, how feedback is very important during this process. So can you describe or, or explain to us a little bit about that
1: sure I you know a, a shortened feedback loop is one of the core tenets of agile you know software product development I think it's one of the most important I think the real benefit in agile is that short feedback loop it's getting the thoughts from your users from your customer weeks into an initiative instead of months or years so you can adjust course, Uh, And make sure you're aligned with expectations from the outset of the project. One of the cool things about Agile is it's kind of designed for that feedback loop. You know, there are ceremonies that Scrum prescribes that different team members will meet with the stakeholders to refine and prioritize the backlog. There's meetings at the end of each sprint to do a demo Uh, to kind of talk about the successes of the prior sprint, to kind of lay the groundwork for the future sprint, gives you another kind of formal place for the customer to share feedback. Uh, And then just as it moves through the day-to-day sprint operations, just getting things out to test environments, getting the users involved, getting that feedback of not only is the functionality passing or failing the expected Mm -hmm. uh, behavior, but just how, how do you like it? How are you using it? How much time are they spending on a page trying to figure out this new feature? All that data that you can collect around behaviors and, and usage habits, in addition to uh, the direct feedback that you're receiving, you know, we can then compile that and use that to inform the next sprint, the next two sprints.
0: And that brings us to uh the question about stakeholders, what kind of role do they play during the development process? Because you, you mentioned a lot in, in your last answer, but how important it is to keep them involved? Easy
1: answer, the, the quick answer is that you can be successful regardless of the level of stakeholder involvement that you have. If you can clearly define the idea and what you need, you can wind up at a successful product. Now, with that being said, The more stakeholder and end user involvement you can have, the more accurate you're going to be in hitting that target. You're going to be able to align your work with the priorities. You're going to be able to align it with the needs. You're going to get that feedback quickly so you can adjust when you need to. It really, it minimizes the risk of of missing the mark on the application Mm -hmm. direction, Uh, it minimizes the risk of, you know, making an investment in a feature that you don't need, or you realize that you don't like once you start to see the first couple iterations of it and you want to shift gears. I think the root of it, or the best way to put it, is the more you can be involved as a stakeholder, as an end user, uh, in providing that feedback and making sure that that cycle is as short as possible, the better you're going to ensure that your project is on track, on time, on budget, and best aligned with your needs.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's their project. So obviously that absolutely that, that role, their involvement is key to making sure that, hey, if maybe we can finish on time or sooner than on time than, than originally prescribed, then hey, maybe we can do that with your help. Because if we don't get that, that feedback, that closed loop, then, you know, we're missing points. And then when we're further down the line, you find something that you didn't like that happened during that third week sprint, and we're already on the eighth week. and so now everybody has to go back in time and make a change that probably could have been caught five weeks ago. So what makes Mosure's application development process different than most? That's
1: a great question.
0: You know some of the things
1: I think we do that help differentiate us in uh, consulting, and in the the markets that we serve. One is our investment in UX, and another is our diversity within our application services division of skills and experience and technical capabilities. And what that allows us to do from the outset is to focus on solving the people and the process and the experience problems and issues, and then Once we've clearly defined the problem that we're solving and the people who it affect, then we apply the right technology to solve that problem. You know, we're capable of delivering in a multitude of different ways. We have a wide variety of of development languages and cloud and mobile and all the different ways to deliver apps, a wide range of experience. And that gives us a lot of flexibility in how we deliver. So we don't have to force a solution into a specific competency because we have a wide range of them. You know, we also have the luxury of being part of a full service IT organization. So if we need expertise or we need a deep dive in a database or a big data concept or DevOps or any of those other network infrastructure, security, we have experts who are on staff and sitting across the building from us and we can go over and have a conversation so we can very quickly solve problems, provide thought leadership and guidance to our customers and use those. Uh, internally to make sure that we're developing the absolute best products that we can.
0: Absolutely. And it's our ability to pivot into situations like the one you described, where if we need to pull somebody from another division or another department, then we can do that. But at the same time, if you only need to remain within the application services division, we have the tools, we have the right set of skills and a diverse set of skills that would help with your product. With that, Matt, it's been a pleasure to have you here on Ask Anything. We thank you very much again for your time. Thanks, Angel. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask Anything, presented by Motion Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening to our very own VP of Application Services, Matt Bennett, speaking about the application development process. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. If you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then... So long, everybody. Go.